Hey everybody, this is Kimia. And I'm Sean. And you're listening to Content and Coffee. Welcome to episode 12. Today we're going to talk about when to say no to a potential client or customer. Uh, you're here with me and Kimia. And why don't I get started by asking you, Kimia, what's What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about the idea of saying no to potential business for Ghostit? So immediately what comes to mind for me is uh, if it's not in the scope of what we do. So we just, we just actually had someone call through the other day and they said, you know, hey, like, you know, inbound lead, we, uh, we need some content. And I'm like, great, this is awesome. We can totally help you. And they wanted website content, like website copy on their site, not consistent blog and social media uh, and email newsletters. And so I said, yeah, look, like this really isn't what we do. And the reason why I said that is because there, we've had so many uh, trial and error experiences with writing website copy that it's just not something that we want to go back and forth on. Like we're not really a digital agency, so it doesn't make sense for us to do an iterative approach to website copy because a lot of the times it's, it's really subjective and some of the people might not like it, even though we think it's a best fit. So the big thing for me or the big thing for Ghostit is it's not in the scope of what we do. And we've very clearly defined our boundaries and our limits of that. Definitely. I, to echo that, I think that that's a sign of a maturing business that you have defined those mm -hmm. boundaries and the scope of what you do. And I think that's actually the first step and the step that a lot of businesses haven't even done is clearly internally defined what kind of projects you want to take on and what kinds you don't. So, I mean, that's the first step. Um, and to go further into it, the reason why you have to sometimes say no to certain clients is simply because the time invested in that project is not going to be worth the dollars that they're willing to pay. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a sign of business maturity. At the very beginning of a business, almost every entrepreneur is going to be very hungry for cash, and they'll be very reluctant to ever say no to anything. And over time, for me, it took a few bad projects where I looked at this and I realized I had invested all these hours and made a very little return on that. And with a massive opportunity cost, because I could have been spending those hours building out, getting more clients, building processes for my core business systems. So as you get more experience with clients, you have to adopt that, uh, that long-term viewpoint. And when someone comes to you, for you know something that's below what you think you deserve to be paid or a type of services that's not really in your wheelhouse you have to just have the maturity to say no and actually turn that money away. Yeah, I want to I want to say something really quick about that too. It, what you know, <clears throat> one of the things that I thought initially was if I say no to these people, they're not going to like me or they're going to think lesser of my business. But actually, if you say something like say you come to me and you say, "Hey, I need website content from the front page." of this landing page I'm building. And I would say, look, we don't really do that, but here's this great company that I think you should use. They actually think you're looking out for them, and you are, because you're giving them a viable alternative to a solution. And that actually establishes trust for later on. So when they come to you and they say, hey, look, like now I need uh, SEO content, I need social media posts, and I need email newsletters, they trust you because you were the person that initially took care of them, which is really powerful. Absolutely. It's interesting that people definitely respect you when you can turn their service away because it shows that you're confident in what you are good at and you're not going to dabble in something that you're not good at. And 
oftentimes, I mean, there, there's kind of two situations. Sometimes you'll get a prospect who wants to work with you and there's a few things that are not quite right about that potential deal. Maybe they're not willing to pay a high enough price or maybe they want a few things outside the scope of your services. So that's like option one where it's close but not an exact fit. And then there's option two where it's something that completely doesn't make sense to take on as a client. So option two, you know, it's best to just refer them out to another business and potentially take a small percentage of revenue. But option one uh, is more interesting where you have a prospect who some things fit and some things don't fit. And in that case, it's often tempting for the entrepreneur to try to bend their offering to match what the client wants precisely. Whereas what you're saying is that if you just say, um, no, this is the price, this is what we can do, this is what we can't do, it's counterintuitive. You think this might turn them away, but oftentimes they actually respect you for this. And it's surprising how often they will agree to your terms. Yeah, I think, you know, there's another thing to consider as well is say this is not a potential customer, but an, an existing client. And they say, hey, look, like I really need this. So this, ha- this actually happened with Ghostit where we do our standard reporting, but there was, they needed additional reporting and it was taking us something like six hours extra a month just to pull these extra reports for them. And so there's a really fine line between going above and beyond for your customer and saying no because it takes away your growth. So you really have to weigh those carefully. And so what ended up happening was we went to this customer and we said, look, like we can't keep doing this anymore. It's actually detracting from our growth. We need to be able to show you how to set everything up. And they, they said, no, like we really don't want that. And I said, well, okay, like we can't keep sacrificing this. And they said, well, you know, we're going to take our business elsewhere. And, and so we said, um, okay, fine. And so in, in that case, and then, you know, obviously we referred them to another, another customer or another, uh, another solution that, that better fit them. And so, you know, that was a sacrifice on our end. And so we had to weigh, you know, is it worth our time? And I think they were paying us $400 a month. Like, is it worth our time to spend that time servicing an existing customer and trying to find new customers? And in that case, we said no. You, you know, because we charge uh, software as a service-based model in the monthly recurring revenue, it's nicer for us because we have a clear scope of what we say yes and no to because you know all of our features are listed out and it's pretty automated. But with an agency, it's not as clear cut. The other side of that that I do want to talk about is enterprise customer deals. You have to be really careful of that because two things can happen. One is say you get a big enterprise deal and they're an awesome company and they're paying you tons of money and everything's, everything's great. They're going to ask for a bunch of custom features that you and your team are then going to have to build, which is going to take a lot of time. And then what will keep happening is because you built those existing features, they're going to say, okay, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. And while they're still paying you a lot of money, you, were, you run into the problem where this customer could turn into something like 70% of your income or 50% of your income or a large majority of your income. And if they leave and you haven't focused any time on growing the existing business versus just building them features, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Definitely. Uh, 100% agree with what you're saying there. And it's, um, it's an interesting dilemma. So as it's an agency hard, it's owner... It's a hard problem to solve, yeah. Mm-hmm, as, so as an agency owner myself, we inherently are more exposed to people asking us to do all sorts of different things. And in the beginning of my business, we did anything and everything. And I don't think this was necessarily a mistake because in the beginning business is hard to come by and you want to try to leverage as much as possible. But as North Digital has evolved, 
over time, we were becoming more and more selective with what we focus on. Uh, for example, in the beginning, we did both websites and digital marketing, and now we're kind of moving away from the websites and really focusing in on the digital marketing aspect of the business. And it's an extremely, it's an empowering feeling when you start to get your ideal clients and more and more of those ideal clients to be able to, with a smile on your face, you know, just say no to a client that doesn't fit your um, the description of being a good fit with your business. And the reason why you say it with a smile on your face is because you know that that no is a vital no for you to grow your business over the next year. And it just feels so good to have the luxury of having that long-term vision. And once you're at the place in your business where you're not completely strapped for cash, you have the luxury to turn down immediate money um, to maximize your growth over the next one, two years. Mm-hmm. And this is really you know, a turning point for a lot of businesses, I think. Well, as you, as you said before, I wanted to mention earlier that the um, that maturity of the business also ties into a long term versus short term thinking, right? Like if you if you set yourself up for, or if you have the mentality of long term thinking throughout your entire process or throughout your entire build of, of whatever your your business is, uh, it'll allow you to say no much quicker. Than if you're kind of a jack of all trades, just trying to get cash in the door. And that's not to say that there's a wrong answer. Like what you guys did to grow in your early days was totally the right thing to do, right? It's just now you're a little bit more mature, or I should say a lot more mature in the business stage of things. You're established. You have referrals coming in on a regular basis. And so, uh, so you, can really, you can really say like, look, this really isn't a good fit, but here's a good solution for you instead. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing is that in the world of business right now, there's so much referrals that go on, white labeling that happens. So every referral that you get that isn't your fit, you can still, as a business owner, profit a little bit from that because it's kind of uh, an industry norm in any sort of industry where if you refer the business to someone else, you're going to get anywhere from 5 to 20% of that revenue as a finder's fee. So if I get a referral that isn't something that I want to work on, I have a list of some partner businesses that do do the, most of those things, and I can call them up and say, hey, I have some business for you. And if they close it, I still get a small amount of that revenue. So you can still maximize and make money without having to bog your business down with working with someone that's not a good fit. Yeah, that's actually a really, that's, you know, we're planning on doing a podcast uh, later on on establishing these, partner, these strategic partnerships that you can still grow while handing off business. But it also works the reverse way. If you're giving these people a bunch of business over time, eventually people are going to start coming to them and they're going to say, hey, look, like now that it's not a good fit for us, we're going to kick that contract back to you. And then, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship for, or a mutually beneficial relationship from there. Definitely. I think symbiotic was the right word. Mutually was beneficial, it? symbiotic. May, well, it is, it is mutually. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it might be the same thing. But I know mutually beneficial is the right word, is the right term in that, in that sense. Absolutely. Um, Anyways, um, yeah, no, t- tying it back to it. Uh, yeah, the, the biggest thing that you really want to focus on is, you know, m- keep that long-term thinking in mind and really focus down on, is this something that will benefit us long-term, but also be able to, you know, if you're not completely strapped for cash, like if you are, take the contract. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're not, you know, like make sure that you have a, a strategic system. And we just did a podcast episode on um, how to become a better salesman or salesperson, I should say. And, uh, you know, employ those tactics to keep filling your pipeline, right? And Mm. then you won't run into this problem. Definitely. Um, An interesting phenomenon I see is that I meet a lot of entrepreneurs, some of them more successful than others. There are different stages of their journey. 
the ones that are very successful in the later stage of their journey say no to so many opportunities. Um, one successful entrepreneur, I remember saying, um, you know, in 2017, I think I said no to 95% of opportunities that crossed my plate. And in 2018, I plan to say no to 99% of opportunities that crossed my plate. That's awesome. And that's because he is so focused on the one thing he does really well that he doesn't want to dilute his time. Um, an interesting thing is that you think of the word decision and the root of the word decision from Latin actually means to cut off. So to decide to do one thing means to cut off all the other choices you could do and the way you could invest your time. Oh, I didn't know so, that. That's really yeah, cool. So yeah. Um, yeah, the word decision, it literally means to cut off. So making a decision is about cutting off choices. So to do one thing, you have to say no to a lot of other things and get comfortable saying no. And being, and being focused is so important in entrepreneurship, like making sure you double down on your core offering. Because I know, you know we, had a, we had a podcast, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago that we talked about um, being a generalist versus niching down and picking one thing. And this ties back to this episode, right? Being able to say no because you're not a generalist anymore is a sign that you, know, you can charge higher prices and you're a more mature business and you're, you're comfortable in your core offering. You're very good at one to two specific things. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the death of any market is in the middle. You know, when you're trying to serve everyone, you can't serve anyone That's really right. well. Absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a really a business maturity thing. But most, I think most people are just so hesitant to say no to clients and to say no to people that it ends up hurting their long-term growth. So for most of the people listening, whether or not they are already running a business or thinking about starting a business in the future, or even in an employment situation, I would encourage people to say no to all of the clients or even all of the day-to-day -day tasks that are not really in line with exactly where you're going. I would agree with that. Uh, I, think, I think that sums it up. I think that's a really good baseline on, on when to say no to uh, current customers or potential clients. Do you have anything further to add? I think we've covered it. Um, yeah, it's just, no, it's all about discipline is what, I, what it really boils down to. Absolutely. It's about having self-discipline and having that long-term view of, I mean, yeah. So I see as you get further into a business, you realize how limited time actually is. And there's always way more things you want to do than you have time to do. So you start to become very, very guarded with your time, which is a really good thing. And then you start to, after you've been burned a few times <laughs> and where you said yes to something that ended up taking up so much of your valuable time, you really start to put a lot of thought into something before you agree to it because you know that op the opportunity cost of investing your time anywhere is so high the further along you get with your business. So it's a, it's a great feeling when you start to be able to confidently say no to things that aren't an exact fit for you. Absolutely. So, you know, I have a, I always have a final ask at the end of the, at the end of every episode. And if you can leave us a rating or, or share the content, we always love creating these episodes. So, you know, show us some love and we're happy to continue. Also, I'll link our emails down in the description below if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions. We're always, we're always looking to improve and answer any questions and provide value in any way we can. So, uh, so yeah, leave us a rating and um, show us some love. We'll, we'll obviously appreciate it. Absolutely. Until next time. Thanks, guys.